We're back, folks, and it is Thursday. Glad to be back here in the Mack Hike of Flowwood Studios there on Lakeland Drive, home of the $3.99 a month car payment. You need to be the path down there to their door and find out all the particulars on that deal. Certain models certainly apply. All right, folks, also the hotline here at WYAB, Kim Wade Show, which is 601-879-0002, is sponsored by CompleteExteriorsMS.com. Your final call when it comes to roofing and gutters, folks, residential or commercial, the Complete Exteriors can get the job done, CompleteExteriorsMS.com. All right, folks, it is going to be an open forum. Next hour, we're going to be having in the studios with us Dr. John Witcher, along with Dr. Granger. Everybody knows the, those two. They've been at the forefront of trying to educate people about the, uh, their concerns with the virus, the vaccine, and all the junk science surrounding it. And, of course, you know John Witcher has thrown his hat in the ring for governor, so he'll be here on behalf of his campaign. So uh, listen up in the next hour. But the first hour is going to be... Folks, I tell you what, a couple things. I did get to hear Sarah Huckabee Sanders' speech, the next president of the, well, after Donald Trump and then after Don Jr. and then after Ivanka. Uh, Sarah Huckabee will be president. She's coming. She's coming. She's coming for us, bro. Boy, that speech she gave was a sidewinder. I'm going to have to play a bit of it. I hadn't sent it to my producer, so it's not ready right now. But in the meantime, in between time, we're going to talk some local politics here. Of course, all the uh, um, all the buzz uh, out there is going on as a result. And I've been reading about this on JacksonJambalaya.com, Kingfish's website. Uh, there you can get a lot of good information on what's going on here in the Jackson, Mississippi area and Mississippi in general. And, uh, and occasionally he'll have some uh, uh, extraneous stuff from uh, food chefs and things like that. Anyway, um uh, the Black Caucus has their panties in a wad because uh, the House and the Senate have passed a bill that's going to basically help decrease water rates for the citizens of Jackson. Let's look at it like that. They're trying to push the black angle. Man, don't buy that crap. Don't, don't buy that. Don't, don't buy that. I mean, if you want to buy it, you can. But then you'll be the same one out there asking for somebody. Y'all need to help us with these high water bills. Uh-uh, uh-uh. You paying for your black... You're paying for your black supremacy, homie. Enjoy. Oh, you ain't into black, blackness like that now, huh? When it comes to the greenness. Then you're getting all narrow-minded. Yeah, Negro. Uh-huh. Folks, this is why I say, I can read these folks to the ground. They can't pull that over the strong, man. <clears throat> but... They try anyway. But anyway, I'm watching this press conference, uh, you know, when they have the uh, all the colors on the steps out there. Everybody's looking, you know, pensive and solemn and, you know. Uh, and it, folks, I will make note of this here. Folks, when, when you see the black caucus on, look how all those Negroes are. Man, all I could think about was cream of wheat, rice and pancakes. Y'all, hey, we need some fresh blood up in there. Now, I can't talk. I got gray in my hair, too. You know, I'm I'm aging fast, going down slow. But no, really. Their ideals as old as the gray in their hair, babe. We need something different. Listen to them. It's the same thing. It is the exact same whining and moaning. And then you can't have a discussion about how did we get to this point. 
Because then we got to examine their inaction, their foot dragging for the last 30, 40 years. See, they don't want to deal with that, but guess what? They're going to have to deal with it. Because if strong, or even if I don't throw my hat in the ring, this is going to be the narrative of the campaign, and it's not going to just be for the mayoral campaign. Black folks are going to be looking, well, he, he, he's got a point. I can't stand him. I hate your guts, Kim Wade. I know. But do you hate reality too? In some cases, they do, like Snowball and Thomas. And I apologize for Thomas. That,、uh, normally,、uh, we, we catch every, try to catch every word like that.、Um, so we just have to、uh, keep Thomas on a short lease. Thomas has、uh, threatened to be on my、uh, TV show on Sunday at 3 p.m. I doubt if he's going to come because he's like all the other loudmouth liberals, Snowball and the rest. They ain't going to show up. Here's the thing John won't show up, Albert and the Ken won't show up. They can come over there and get all the time they want to express their foolishness. But they don't want, because they don't want, they're, they're embarrassed. They can't show their face. I doubt if their names are even what they claim to be here at WYAB when they call in here. But that's fine. 3 p.m. on YouTube, CWTV on YouTube. You can find us. We'll be live and we'll be again. And for Daryl D. Harper, who says that I don't have any answers and solutions. Despite the fact that he's listening in, and I'm giving song and verse on how to uh, uh, solve these problems. See, I've learned these people. See, they try to get you to run and go down and jump rope on their narrative. I'm not doing it. No, I'm telling you, this is what, this is what it's going to be. This is how it's going to work. This is how it's going to be done. Oh, no. Well, see, you got to say it in a manner that I can receive it. No, I don't. No, I don't. Because if it's reality, you're going to get corrected regardless whether I say something or not. <clears throat> and this is what hangs up. And this is a great intro to what my next topic would be the letter from Jeff Good published on, uh, uh, in jacksonjambalaya.com, on jacksonjambalaya.com, where Jeff Good is wringing his hands over the fact that the legislature is looking at creating. Uh, a judicial district, if you will, within the judicial district of Hines County. Now, Jeff is saying, well, you know, we could just do it right. Well, in their mind, doing it right is what they say the Constitution requires that judges be elected. Well, the Supreme Court appoints judges all the time. Now, an argument can be made, well, not for a permanent seat. Well, okay, you can, you can make that argument in court. <clears throat> And so that's what they're upset about. They're saying that the Supreme Court, the legislature giving the Supreme Court power to appoint the judges that's going to be over the Capital Improvement District. The Capital Improvement District is going to be the buckhead of Jackson. It's going to be where all the, where all the sane money goes to be safe. Now, if you want to do the community outreach crap out there in the outlying donut area, there ain't nothing wrong with that. Those people need help because they're not going to get it from the city. But within the Capital Improvement District, oh, it's going to be popping. I've been telling y'all, if you see a vacant lot, if you see a piece of property that you can buy in the Capital Improvement District, long term, this would be a good investment. There's a piece of property right there on Northside Drive across from、uh, Redeemer Church. A nice lot. You need to be, I'm telling you, you need to pick this stuff up because they're going to improve the property values just by doing proper police work. And then having a court system that can regulate some of these Democrat heads out there causing all this mayhem on the streets of Jackson, 
you're going to see people's property values go up. And for those of you who want your property values to go up, man, don't pay no attention to those old gray head, uh, 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 cream of wheat looking folks down there at the legislature. They don't care. All they're worried about is whether or not you're going to get out and vote for white Democrats. Because black Democrat seats are assured. They don't have problems with re-election problems. They don't have that problem. Or very rarely. And generally when a black get turned out of a seat that's in a gerrymandered uh, supermajority district is because that black has strayed off the plantation and the white Democrats told them, get rid of them. If you advocate for kids having educational choice, if you advocate for babies being able to survive the womb, white Democrats will sick Cradell Calhoun on you and others. But you know, you ask you ask those same folks to stand up for you know what? That's that leads me into my other point that I was gonna make about the how do we find ourselves in these positions where they want to take over the airport. They want to take over the uh, 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 parts of the city of Jackson, et cetera. Ask yourself, how do we get here? See, if you let the Donna Ladd and Mississippi Free Press and the news tell you, if you let the Black Caucus tell you, if you let the Black for a Living folks tell you, it's racism. Racism, that's all it is, racism. No, it ain't. These Negroes ain't been doing their job. They, caught, they got caught lacking and slipping. And now they're getting their stuff taken. Same thing happened to the Indians. They got caught lacking and slipping. Had all this land over here. The Lord had blessed this land on all sides with water on all sides, a natural moat. Then they got rivers and uh, 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 canals and running all through it that you can get your crops from the center of the country down to the port of New Orleans and elsewhere and ship it all over the world. Indians sitting on all that stuff. Until white boy Bob came over and said, you know what? I see something here. I see a skyscraper over there. I see a movie uh, studio over there. Let's do this. And then said, no, we ain't feeling that, man. Hey, man, it's about that paper. Chris Congress and the crew said, we got to get paid. We didn't come all this way to be sitting around chasing buffaloes. So he said, I got an idea. When I passed through Africa, I saw a whole lot of Negroes just standing around, shiftless and lazy. I'm going to run back over there and get a boatload of them, and we're going to press them into service. And the rest is history. That's why we celebrate Black History Month now. You still on? There you go. Chris! Chris! Chris going to find Ray Charles. Hey, build that railroad. Tote that barge. All right. If it wasn't for Christopher Columbus, we wouldn't have Haynes cotton underwear. Fruit of the loom. We'd be running around here in booty butt naked. Thanks, Chris. Real talk, though. I say all that to make Thomas mad because, see, he can't call in. He's he's bought. And Snowball's out there. Uh, he ain't, Either he's too drunk or he ain't got drunk enough. I don't know which one it is. But anyway, once he has a cup, a cup of courage to get him on full, uh, he may bless us with his word. But at the end of the day, folks, the Black Caucus shouldn't be complaining. Y'all the one slept on your switch. You the one who got up there. You said you was ready for prime time. You could get in these positions, and you ain't parlayed it into nothing. So for those of us, and I'm one of those, let me raise my hand, right? I got to raise real high here. I want Jackson to be better. 
and black Democrats have shown us they have no intent. Have you noticed something? You can't get black Democrats interested in anything that's, that, that is of God, that is righteous, that is right. But now, if you come up with a scheme, scam, or a caper, some wrongdoing, baby, baby, you know, you know what I'm getting ready to say? Won't they do it? Won't they do it? They are robbed, steal, and kill. And you get mad at me for saying these things, but am I wrong? You, I tell you what, use your own experience. Have you ever tried to get a group of, of, of us's to go do something positive? Oh, yeah, we'll get, get up and go to pass out some water. And we'll do a Saturday cookout in the park for the homeless. and all. Oh, that's fair and good. But try to build a city. Try to build the infrastructure and have the economics activity going on to pay for the building that you plan on. Try to do that. But now, let $800 million get dropped anywhere near the city of Jackson. All the con men and the hustlers, the grifters, all they, I mean, they're parachuting onto the parking lot. Yo, dog, look, let me highlight you a minute. See, that's the reason why all these public housing projects that uh, get started with all these nonprofits uh, partnering with the city of Jackson, you know why they don't take off? Graph and corruption. You got Negroes trying to hook up Negroes who ain't ready to be hooked up. And under Kim Wade administration, oh, any project like that, it going to get completed. If you're ready for prime time and you black as minute bowl, baby, you can do it fine. But you got to be qualified. Or if you white as Casper the ghost, you got to be qualified. And we're going to get the bang for the buck for the tax dollars. Because when white folks was in charge, oh, absolutely, there was graft and corruption going on. No doubt about it. But they had enough sense to at least complete the project. Now, we got to pay two or three different times for the same thing to be did or done for those of you out there with proper English adequate. And I'm just saying... uh. If y'all going to imitate white folks with hair, why can't we imitate them with uh, how to fix the streets? Then you're talking about cultural appropriation. Man, please. See, this is what my candidacy is all about. I'm breaking crap up at the door. All this old foolishness we've been spouting and they ain't had a counterbalance to it. Anybody, ain't nobody stepped up and said, hey. And that's why people like Jeff Good fold. For, he just fold into that foolishness. Jeff. Let me tell you what the legislature, i tell you what, when I come back, I'm going to explain to you what I believe is the, uh, the logic behind what the legislature is doing as it relates to the judges and the uh, judicial district they want to create within the city of Jackson. The buckhead, if you will. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back. And it is Thursday. Coming to you live from the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios. And the hotline is... Sponsored by CompleteExteriorsMS.com for all your roofing and gutter needs. Also, folks, this weekend you might want to stop by Two Gun Tactical and get your uh, shooting on. That's right, folks. $30, you can rent the gun range, 15 with your friend, extra 15 So $45, you can have an hour of shooting and good fun at Two Gun Tactical. You can go to TwoGunTactical.com, check out the courses that are offered. Ladies, if you are a little jittery about using your firearm, never used it before, this is your time to get over there and have uh, Victoria work with you uh, she has a ladies class or she can work with you individually and they have other instructors out there you can choose from i encourage you become proficient with your firearm you're going to need it 
You live in an area that's dominated politically and demographically by Democrat kids. And wherever you have Democrats in charge, what are you going to have? Senseless murder, random violence. Folks, general mayhem. Be ye ready. Gird your loins, lock and load, and pray. All right, folks, it is an open forum here today. We're talking about the uh, uh, what's going on here in the city of Jackson. No, and I can't get around the fact that many folks, oh, you just putting black. Dude, just explain to me why we can't do better and why we have the same problem all over the country if it's not a plan. Now, you guys said you can discern racism a mile away. You can sniff it out of a gallon of water. But you can't figure out, wait a minute. We got the same, the not a similar, but the same problem everywhere black folks congregate. And back when we were Negroes, we were we were solving our problems regularly amongst ourselves. And now we got all these appointed leaders. All they do is tell us to vote. Just vote. Just vote. And then we vote folks in there. And then they act like they don't know what we want. They act like we don't they don't know what we need after they ran saying they understood all of that. Bruh, I don't. Have, I'm not putting up with this foolishness anymore. That's all it is—is is foolishness. Now, if the legislative black caucus can't hold another one of those uh, meetings like they used to have when Senator, uh, excuse me, Senator Kirksey was alive over at Tougaloo in the gym, where they came up with a game plan that they tried to work. They were fewer in numbers then. They didn't have the clout, but they had the leadership. Now they got the clout, and they don't have the leadership. Everybody down there is looking out for themselves. I don't want to see no grown man with all that damn gray in his hair can't figure out how we uh, how we can educate our kids and what's the problem, how we can't get our fair share of the tax dollars. They are uh, one one quarter to one third of the uh, House of Representatives. And there are 18 members, I believe, in the no 12 members, I believe, in the Senate out of 52 members uh, there in the Senate. They could throw their weight around if they move their weight around. From one party to another and based on what's good for the agenda that they supposedly have for black folks or for the poor communities or whatever, whatever set they claim it, they refuse to do it. So until they have that discussion with me, I don't want to hear this crap about white man. Be, he, we be not able. Oh, man, there's giants down there in the legislature. Ain't no giants. You're just a weak man. You're ballers. And then when you take it on the city municipal level. You got this, what uh, what appears from the surface and from the outside to being a corrupt mayor. He may not be, but man, he sure looks sketchy. He looks sketchy. Sketchy, sketchy. And then we don't demand anything of our so-called leadership, and then you're going to get all up in white folks' grill? No, I'll run interference for him. Get back up. Back the Fred up. These people are not your problem. You're your problem. You don't have the balls to do what you need to do for yourself. And you want to say, well, until until somebody else do something, I guess we bees not able. Yeah, you be not able. That's why I'm saying I'm willing to work with those who are willing to work with me. I don't care what color you are. I was going down Meadowbrook today. Now, they just, I'm talking about just paved Meadowbrook. And they got a broken water line under the street now out there in front of, uh, well, I won't say whose house in front of, but on Meadowbrook. I'm just saying, I understand, man, look, you know, the money to repair the sewer lines is coming, yada, yada, water lines and lay new lines. I appreciate all that. 
But, dude, come on. Come on. We've got to do better. But I know, I look, I wanted some relief on Meadowbrook, too, now. Because Northside Drive had gotten so bad, people have a tendency to go where, the, where, where there's the least potholes just to get to the interstate. But I'm just saying, when, when the Department of Transportation, they go around the state and ask the municipalities and, and county governments to give us your wish list of what, of what you want to see built road-wise or done road-wise in your area. Jackson and Hines County have been slow to, to send folks to those meetings. That's why I'm saying I'm not going to let you go off on white folks when we're not pulling our weight, we're not doing what we could and should be doing. I'm not saying that there aren't blacks out there who couldn't do these jobs. Damn it, but you got to do the job when you get the job. And now that's asking too much? Oh, well, then we got problems, off. You might as well knuckle up, pace off, step off, whatever you feel like you need to do. Because you, we're not doing another 60 years of this crap. Like I said, I'm sitting here watching these old cream of weed head Negroes down there on the steps of the Capitol. I mean, this, I mean, this is like, I mean, they could have played something from 20 years ago. It would have been the same old song. And then you young blacks who insist on being damn Democrats, you're just as trifling as they are. You ain't had a new idea. You ain't came up with nothing. You just want, you just want to be important. Man, anybody got time for this stuff, man? I'm sorry. So if you can't stand me now, baby, wait till the campaign kick off. Wait till it kick off. I ain't wearing no Kevlar. Now, I'll be carrying the 13th Apostle, but I ain't wearing no Kevlar. I ain't had nobody running interference for me, but I got folks who will come around who you won't know who could regulate you if need be, but don't get it twisted. But black folks just full of crap. I'm just saying it flat-footed. There's no reason for us to be racking up these L's like this but for the fact we won't do our damn job. We're too busy being important. We're too busy going to these community meeting, community meetings, blowing smoke at folks. Then we got a mayor who won't let the council people talk to the department heads so they can relay to the department heads what their, what their uh, citizens are saying in their district. Because the mayor has to control everything because he, in my opinion, he's probably trying to steal every damn thing he can. And they keep sponsoring. They got a march coming up here. They bringing in Dr. Umar Johnson. Dr. Umar is now, he dressing like Mr. T. You see that uh, hairstyle he got? He looked just like Mr. T from the 70s or 80s, whenever the, uh, uh, whatever the uh, show was. Uh Whatever, whatever that's worth. But the bottom line, they're coming down here to complain about the water being taken over. Negro, do your damn job. You, this is what I want to ask black folks, particularly those of you all big on the critical race theory crap. How are you going to tell white folks or anybody else who has property, homes, businesses, or vested interests in the areas that you now control that they can't take anything from you when you're taking everything from them through your incompetence, indifference, and in many cases, too many cases, corruption. And, you, and they're supposed to just sit back and bow down to your blackness. You lost your rabid mind. So y'all need to figure, and y'all the one always talking about we need to have a dialogue. We need to talk. We need to come together. We need to work together. Oh, no, 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 no. If working together means that we first got to accept the fact 
that you're going to push this race crap on us every time you show up? Hoss, ain't nothing to talk about. Y'all need to take over the judicial system here in Hines County, establish it. And the reason why they're doing it the way they're doing it, because once a judge gets in there, they very rarely do they get any meaningful opposition in terms of a challenger for reelection. The legislature is doing the right thing. Let the Supreme Court appoint those judges. Let those judges get some seasoning under them. And then when they stand for a reelection, they'll have a fighting chance in a county that's going to be pushing the race card all damn day long. They'll run off of Jeff Will. They'll run off of McGowan or Gowan, rather, or, or any other judge who will give some folks some serious time for some serious crimes that they've done and bring in somebody who's going to be soft on crime and then stand around on the corner on Monday laying a damn wreath over a seven-year-old who's lost their life to gun violence from somebody who dropped out of school because some folks down at JPS didn't give a damn about educating because they're so busy uh, bowing down to the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, Southern Poverty Law Center, and others in district court know what the campaign is going to be about is examining all these relationships these so-called legal nonprofits have with the black community and who the hell's cutting these deals. And the ones cutting the deals, who told you this was good for the black community? Who did you talk to? Who died and made you king? Where's your portfolio? That's what y'all ask me. Oh, baby, you got the right Negro. Baby, the time has come for me to raise these issues, and I'm the Huckleberry to do it. What we're going to do is take a break. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back, and it is Thursday, and this is your host, Radio Strongman, coming to you live from the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios. Mac Hike, home of the $3.99 a month car payment on Lakeland Drive. Stop by there and get the straight skinny. Also, I want to remind you, folks, Frederick Sales and Service, go on and get that zero-turn lawnmower you've been thinking about. It's wintertime, or drop off your old lawn equipment, get it serviced, get it ready for the summer, and be ye ready. All you lawn care professionals, they got that zero-turn, you know, they got that financing, and that X Mark Moore, as you know, is the workhorse of the industry, preferred two to one by lawn care professionals. All right, so get you one that's going to be reliable. Don't get one that's cute. Get one that works. X Mark Moore. All right, folks, it's an open forum, and I've just been dropping the knowledge on you. We got my good friend all the way from the Mobile, Mobile Bob. What's up, brother? Hey, man. <laughs> What's up? Man, I, I didn't see Sarah Huckabee's uh, speech until last night, man. She was off the chain. Man, you need to watch it. That's presidential timber there, baby. <laughs> well, I was, I was with you on the president's uh, lineup until you got to the Ivanka. Uh, no, nah, I don't want to be president. <laughs> but Donald Trump Jr., oh, yeah. Oh, I thought yeah. we left out Ron DeSantis. I guess uh, she'll have to wait behind Ron DeSantis. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw one one excerpt about the Biden speech. I guess I forgot to talk to you about. was his uh, ban assault weapons now uh, statement he, he made during the <laughs> I rely on the fact that the people who vote for him don't have a clue what he means by assault weapons or uh, weapons of war or whatever. It's <laughs> what guns? What guns are you talking about there, Biden? What are, what are assault weapons? Give me a definition. They they never do. It's just whatever they want to ban at a particular time. Right. Well, you know, at this point here, if you listen to the totality of his speech. It's all about what we can't do anymore and what he doesn't want us to do anymore. It's not about freedom. Uh, you won't be able to do this, and you can't do that, and we're going to stop. You can't have heat. You can't have gas. You can't have air conditioning. Man, that's what I'm saying. People who want that, those are, those are the people who are holding America back. 
And believe it or not, those are the ones who want reparations for having been enslaved. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this the narrative of critical race theory. Just uh, it's just they're gonna get what they want kids growing up believe the country was founded on slavery. Again, what does that mean? Uh, and uh, uh, built by slaves. Again, so what mean. does that mean? Because those things every slaves built every house in oh. the United States, and they were building in the United States. And the minute this country was founded, there were slaves here. They they they, they came with the intention of wanting to make people slaves. That's the, that's what they'll foster in people's minds because they won't give a definition of what what those terms mean. That's what they do. Throw out terms with no definition of what they mean, and then uh, try to put seeds in people's minds of what those definitions mean and bastardize the definition. Well, you know. The same people who jump up and down about critical race theory being so important to be taught, they're the ones who tearing down the statutes and getting rid of the flags. So, but they all concerned about accurate uh, portrayal of history. That's what I'm saying. This is why I dismiss these people out of hand, and I do it in a heavy-handed manner to let them know my contempt and disdain for their foolishness and wasting everybody's time. Our kids need to spend whatever time they're in school on the three R's and not critical race theory or anything else. The bottom line is, if you don't uh, uh, want to teach all of history, then don't be trying to make one child feel bad over another. Don't let them make a black child feel bad or a white child. Teach them about how they can be the best that they can be. If you're not interested in that, keep it moving. We're not bowing down to your foolishness. And they, they insist on trying to make the United States uniquely, and, or in Western civilization in a, as a whole, <laughs> uniquely guilty of slavery. Versus all the other countries in the world engaged in, the, the, the United States in particular and Western civilization as a whole, are uniquely guilty of it. Theirs was worse. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah everybody practiced it, but, there, but this was worse. And these countries were founded on slavery, simply because they were slaves in this, those countries. So they're founded. But all the other countries that had slaves in there, they're not founded on it. No, no other country harps on the fact they own slaves more than the United States and uh, in, in the Western countries. And again, if it weren't for the United States and Western countries, slavery will be continuing on far worse than it already is now. Well, my thoughts on slavery, people who get enslaved are people who slow moving, they don't fight hard enough, or they like Thomas, just straight up crazy. Now, I would enslave Thomas. I'd make Thomas ride me all around Jackson on my campaign. I'd put a, I'd put a campaign sign on his back and ride him. Yeah, I'd do it. Him and Snowball, I'd have a... A, a two mule uh, a train going there, pulling me all over Jackson. And the reason why? Because they're silly enough to allow it to happen. And Black yeah. people of color are freer in countries run by white people than they are in countries run by brown skinned people, as by and large. Yeah. So the places where slavery consists are in countries where non white well, white people don't run things. Well, and like you saw, like China, Japan, and Africa. I'm sorry, sorry, China plays in Africa. Well, you know, and and to your point, the countries that you name that uh, that offer the most freedom offers the most freedom are the ones that have embraced Judaism and Christianity, and uh, and folks want to reject that. And then when they go to those places where those uh, Christianity and Judaism is rejected, that's when you're going to be under somebody's thumb, and yet they they're, they're clamoring for it. Uh, when I was in the Nation of Islam, it was only afterwards I realized, oh, heck, uh, here I'm thinking I'm getting back to Africa by being a part of the uh, Islamic movement, as it were. Those SOBs were slave and enslaving. They were some of the worst. They killed over 600 million Indians when they went to the continent of India. They were killing folks, man. 
These people are hard exactly. to live with. Exactly. I threw Japan there by accident. I mean, that didn't mean Japan didn't have a slave. But China does. Yeah. It's calling something different. And the place in Africa, like was it Boga Raton, mm. that grabbed, just go, just go around grabbing girls right. and took care of them all. <clears throat> now, that's, I mean, that's going back to even almost caveman days. Mm. If that's all, if they're, where, they're, where their attitudes are. But, it's been, but there is no white country where uh, black people of any color or, or any race, the, the regards we talk about, doesn't enjoy the greatest amount of freedom. But you, but you got these nitwits one insisting on tearing all that down. Well, like I said, people like Thomas, their mentality, and those of you who think like Thomas and Snowball, uh, you're running around here pulling on bars. You're just trying to break into somebody's jail. You're walking around with chains on your mind. You're just trying to figure out how to get them around your ankles. And I'm coming here trying to free you, and you call me a coon. In fact, I'm a coon. I am a coon. You're the coon dog. And it's better to be a coon than a, at least a coon is free. And the coon dog is jailed. He's in the cage all day long until he's told to go look for the coon dog who's free. And you can't figure it out. Man, look, I don't want y'all leading me down to the end of the driveway. So, like I said, I'm and riding with the Duck with, Dynasty crew. Uh, go ahead. And even with the, uh, even with, uh, not, uh, even, in, uh, not even in America, uh, brown, uh, brown people, I say brown people because then I just not just blacks who want to keep move around white people. It's uh, this Muslim, is uh, Arab, it's Mexicans. They'll walk past ten uh, countries run by run by non-white people in order to get to the country run by white by these so-called racist white people here in the United States and overseas. They'll, they'll they'll migrate for miles to go to to Europe. And you know what? You know what? And when they get to hell, they'll be doing the same thing. Is there a white section in here? <laughs> All right, bro. You got the with black folks, he'll get money. Who they want to move around? <laughs> Jeff Curry? <laughs> when they thought they wanted, hey, maybe we can put some low income houses in your neighborhood there, Steph. Oh, oh no, you can't do that. <laughs> Steph Steph Curry said, I'm not I'm not prejudiced. I, I don't mind having poor and brown people in my neighborhood, you know, but you know, I thought I covered all that when I got BET. To <laughs> put up a big fence or whatever. Oh, okay, that's how you wanted to roll. But it's okay for the rest of us to have them around our neighborhood. These people, yeah, all right. Look, th- look, that's why I just dismiss them, bro. I mean, that's why I just cut them off at the at the at the legs and say, "Look, I ain't trying to hear that." So they want you, they want you to buy into their narrative, get to argue with them about what they believe, and what they believe is straight up foolishness. I just got a text saying that Albert wants to call in here. And question Dr. Witcher uh, uh, on some stuff about uh, President Trump and the mandates. And I'm saying, uh, bruh, first of all, it's going to be a paid interview. Number two, you done change your whole narrative from what you were saying the other day. So we'll see if we let you call in here or if we'll, you get past the screener. What else you got, Mobile? Yeah. I'll let you go. I'll listen for Sarah Huckabee's speech. Uh, so I didn't got oh, yeah. Folks, you need to listen to it. I may get to it tomorrow to play, but if not, listen to it on YouTube. Sarah Huckabee's. Response to the state of delusion speech from Joe Biden. Let's go to Sylvia, then to the breaks. Yes, Miss Sylvia. Hello. Hello, Kim. How's it going? All is well. That's good to hear. All is well with myself. I just wanted to tell you that I'm a proud coon and I'm proud Oreo as well. Since that's the label everybody wants to get me, why not go ahead and use it? As long as they know that I'm a child of the living king first, then that's A-OK with me. 
But, you know, you mentioned Christianity, and I said, that's right. He's right. I wanted you to know that if it weren't for the quote-unquote white Europeans, if it weren't for them, the gospel would have never reached this land. Now, the Lord might have found another way to get it over here, but that's not how he chose. And black people, you need to realize that the only reason why you're able to read and write and receive Christ as your personal Savior was from some of those slave owners who believed that their slaves were human beings and needed Jesus Christ. And they also, there were some that had people learn how to read and write. Some slave landowners taught their slaves, others didn't. But I want you to know, if it weren't for them, the white Europeans coming to this land, we would not know Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. But God is a big God. He's a great God. So he could have gotten his message across here another way if he chose to, because he promises his word is not void, and it accomplishes what he sets it out to accomplish. So we would have ended up getting saved anyway, as I'm talking about being saved as a Christian, to be a Christian, anyway, because he would have chosen another route if that's what he wanted to choose. And let's get over slavery. How many years ago was it now? I'm tired of hearing about it. That's all I wanted to say, Tim. All right. That message goes Alrighty, out to Thomas. Good evening. Thank you. All right. That goes out to you, Thomas, from Sylvia. All right. You should be grateful, son. You should be celebrating Black History Month and giving thanks. All right. Sylvia told you what to do. We'll be right back. All right, folks. We're back. Ken is on the line. What do you say, Ken? Hey, buddy. Uh, hey, Kim. Uh, the things I want to talk to real quickly concern education. Okay. And I'll, I'll be very, very quick on this. Uh, first off, in the 1970s, I lived in South Central uh, Georgia, and I would pass by a house where a young couple had two children. One of them was a toddler, and I distinctly remember the mom would have that toddler on her, on her lap reading to that child, and it was fairly common every time I got to pass by. She's reading to her child. The little boy they had, 10 years old, I would see him coming home from school with an arm full of books, mm-hmm. and they, they weren't only texts, they were just library books. So, you know, it's, the parents have much more to do with education than they realize, and they, you don't have to be a Ph.D. to teach reading. Uh, secondly, if, if I was in the black community, any community really, uh, I'd, I would put a microscope on the life of Dr. Ben Carson, Right, a person who who was raised in in a inner city school, single parent uh, household, and he becomes a world renowned brain surgeon. You know what 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 uh, do we need to learn from that that experience? It wasn't you know a uh, silver spoon uh, life, you know in his in his early years, and his mom didn't even was was illiterate. Right, but that's. That's what can, what can happen with a caring, loving, and she she was still required of him to do you know do his best. Right. Uh, thirdly, a few years ago, uh, I just uh, looked up on the computer what country or countries in the world have a exceptional education education system, and the one that came to the top was Finland, and I recommend to you just. Look up Google Finland and their education system. You'd be, <laughs> it's very, uh, 
very uh, plain, you know, that they have a, a, a very... All right. Well, we're up against a hard... We're uh, up against public education system. I mean, top tier in math, sciences. All right. Well, we appreciate your comments. Right. We've got to go. We'll be right back. It's Thursday. Glad to be back here in the studios. This is your host, who is Radio Strongman, Kim Wade. I'm coming to you alive from WYAB 103.9 FM. Folks, we're broadcasting from the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios. And when I say that, people say, huh, uh, uh, Dr. Welcher sent me a message. Now, where, where's the studios? A lot of people think I'm out there on Flowood Drive there. I mean, on Lakeland Drive with Mack Hike. No, Mac Hike sponsors the Kim Wade Show here. So, again, uh, that's Mac Hike of Flowwood on Lakeland. He has the $3.99 a month car payment. Check him out. And, of course, the hotline, 879-0002, is brought to you by CompleteExteriorsMS.com. Yes, I know I sound like NASCAR, but, hey, bro, this is America. I'm a capitalist. I'm get paid, Wade. Folks, with no further ado, I have in the studios with us using the full weight of my local influence and a check from him. We have in the studios Dr. John Witcher. All right. Thank you, Kim. Dr. Thank you. Dr. John is a candidate for governor on the Republican primary, so we want to welcome him to the studios. And he has a friend with him. Uh, you want to introduce your friend? Yeah, we have Dr. Wesley Granger here with us. He's, been, he's an internal medicine doctor for 30-plus years right here in the Jackson local area. And uh, just a man of God. He's been with me for over, a, I guess, a year and a half now. We started Mississippi Against Mandates back in the fall of uh, 21. And Dr. Wesley Granger came on board uh, very quickly. And he's been with me. And we've been out there fighting the mandates. All right. And uh, Dr. Witcher, now you are a candidate. You're also a physician yourself. Uh, give us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up deciding to run for governor. Well, like like I was saying, I'm I'm a uh, I've been a physician here in Mississippi for 25 years, uh, right here around Central Mississippi. Mm-hmm. I'm born and raised in Mississippi. Uh, my mother is, was from Yazoo City, my father Tupelo, and I was raised on the Mississippi Gulf Coast in Ocean Springs. So you know, I've been around and uh, been probably working in a dozen or more little hospitals in the rural setting in Mississippi, and uh, as a family practice doctor and also as a ER doctor. That's where I spent the last 10 years right. working as an ER doctor. And so, you know, uh, when COVID hit, I was working in Yazoo City, Mississippi, and mm-hmm. I was the medical director there of the hospital and the hospital's program. And, you know, we started treating COVID patients from day one. Uh, our, one of our patients that we treated were, were probably the first of five patients in Mississippi that had COVID. And so I treated patients like I think other doctors were treating patients, mm-hmm. and that was with hydroxychloroquine, azithromycin, vitamin D. This was the Dr. Uh, Zelenko protocol. Mm-hmm. And so that's the way I treated the, the, the first patients, and uh, I, I thought they mm-hmm. were doing well. And then the uh, hospital came to me and said, well, Dr. Witcher, uh, we don't think you should be using hydroxychloroquine for these COVID patients. And I said, well, okay, why is that? And he said, they said, well, of course, about this time is when President Trump brought up hydroxychloroquine. 
And, uh, and also there was a study that came out in the Lancet, which was retracted, by the way, mm-hmm. but that never made news. Right. So um, I, I kept on giving that medicines. And then uh, I got You were a, getting results? I was getting results. And so then I got an email. And um, I don't know if it went out to all the doctors in, in the uh, company, but uh, I, I, I got it. And it said, you, won't, you, you can't use hydroxychloroquine to treat COVID-19. And so at that point, I had to make a decision, and um, I wanted to keep my job. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, you know, I went home, talked with my wife, and uh, we were very uh, upset over it because, uh, you know, she said, you, you got to keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you know, I'm going to watch over these patients real close, and, uh, you, know, uh, you know, I think, you know, we'll just see. And um, shortly thereafter, uh Hospital came to me and said, "We're going to give you, you got got to give them remdesivir." And uh, well, I had looked up that drug, and it, it's not a good drug. It's toxic. It's mm. experimental. I mean, it, it was uh, they used it in an Ebola study several years back, killed fifty three percent of the folk, and they had to they stopped using that medicine. So, mm. you know, I, of course, I dug in and did a, mo- a little more research and, and saw that Dr. Fauci had been part of that in the past, and so I was even more skeptical. Mm. So I, I flat out, I, I asked the uh, the pharmacist that was, you know, demanding that I use a remdesivir. I, I just said, you know, I, I want how much how much are we charging for that? <laughs> and he said thirty two hundred dollars for a five day dose. Wow. And so that answered my question. And of course, I went home with to talk with my wife, and you know, it can be a lonely uh, it's, it's it can be lonely out there working in these in these small hospitals. You know, I'm there. I'm one doctor. Uh, you know, uh, usually the only doctor on site at times. And, um, you know, we, it, it was very disheartening. Mm. And, uh, but, you know, I, I kind of, uh, I just had to go to keep my job. I had to do it. Folks, we're talking with Dr. John Witcher. He's a candidate for governor. Uh, so how did that impact your, uh, your decision to run for governor? And what all have you experienced? Uh, and obviously you had to leave that uh, vocation or leave that job rather, uh, just you and Dr. Granger, you guys were both uh, uh, adamant about providing medical care uh, to the best of your knowledge. That's one of the things that I noticed as a layperson. Uh, I just saw I was seeing people just buck all the all the training they've ever had. Uh, they're giving vaccines in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of uh, you know people having the uh, uh, um, so-called COVID virus. Uh, nothing made sense. And exactly, I mean, you know, any doctor out there that's been practicing for even a few years, I mean, we don't trust the pharmaceutical companies. I mean, they've lied to us before. And so when this medicine, uh, these vaccines were going to set record speeds, and, you know, I was concerned, okay? I was concerned with the whole operation warp speed. I was like, well, I don't know if a vaccine can get out that quick. And uh, there's no studies. They're not going to do the safety studies. So... I was skeptical from day from the from right off the bat. Uh even though, you know, I I'll I'm I'll be honest with you. I, you know, I voted for Trump. I I'm, I'm a conservative. That's who I am. Mm-hmm. And um but I was concerned about the vaccines coming out that quick. Right. And uh and so I started to question things, you know, let's just be careful. We don't know what these vaccines are going to do. And um and so when they rolled out, you know, the hospital administrator came or or the I mean, the nurse came to me that gives shots, you know, and, and said, wanted me to sign a blanket order for all the employees there at the hospital to get the shot. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, 
first of all, I've never had to sign a blanket order to have the flu shot. Why would I be signing a blanket order for a COVID shot? Can't mm. y'all just go give them? Well, you know, this is a little different. So I said, let me see. I mean, what are you telling the patient? Let me, let me look. So I get the handout, and in there it says experimental. I said, well, this is, I mean, you can't make the employees do this. It's a cho- they have a choice. Mm-hmm. Okay, You have to tell them this is experimental. We don't know what it can do. You're taking it at your own risk. And, uh, and I, I wasn't comfortable. I told him, I, you know, if, if I'm going to talk, if a patient, if I'm signing, I'm going to have to talk to each person that mm-hmm. gets the shot That's and right. tell them the risk. Right. Give them informed consent. So they said, well, that, you, know, we, you know, we can't do that. And, and, I, and I can't. I mean, I, I'm working the, the ER, the hospital. I, don't have, I can't see 200-something employees to do that. So I didn't sign it. They took it to the one other doctor that could do it, and he signed it. And, and so I got kind of on, on the bad list there with the administration, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, right? Yeah. And so then we rolled on. Of course, then when they mandated all the employees to get the shot. When did they mandate it? Well, about September. Uh, they started talking about it. And that was... And, uh, of 20, 21. 21. They said by... Our, now, who was the president in 21? Albert. Yeah. I think that was Joe Biden. That's correct. Mm-hmm. And so so we were told if we didn't get the vaccine by October the 29th at the hospital setting there, that we would all be fired. Well, I mean, many of us hadn't been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Doctors, nurses, healthcare workers. And so we were... We were upset. Hey, some some people had already been vaccinated, and they were they were upset. They were right. like, I, I took a, you know I don't want to be mandated to take any shot. I don't want you know I mm-hmm. have to take it before, but I you know, so we had a lot of people upset, mm-hmm. and uh, and so that's when we formed Mississippi against mandates to go against the the vaccine mandates, and and at that point they started with the hospitals. Okay, if you remember, it, I think UMMC, St. Dominic's, and then us at Baptist, and it's all the hospitals, and then it flooded over to everybody else, mm-hmm. you know. And so when we got started, we start, that was the main thing we did is we helped people get exempt, exempted from taking the vaccines all over the state of Mississippi. From, uh, you know, Ingalls is a, a big example. We went right. down there, and uh, fought, there were about 5,000 employees. Half of them didn't want to get the shot. Right. Okay, but that, now we're talking about the federal mandates, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, we grouped with them. We, we had uh, – rallies out right there on highway 90 we went under the bridge held you know to make a long story short you guys were victorious yeah well i mean we were in a way what happened was they <clears throat> they wouldn't allow any medical exemptions okay mm-hmm. they had a doctor on board and he said well no these don't meet cdc guidelines and he's li- and that was a lie well i'm um, you know well cdc was of course they were sketchy they yeah. are sketchy but yeah and, and the and, reason why <clears throat> the, the reason why because i i want to get to your your, your campaign and talk about yeah, what so, you intend to do now, but, yeah. but before we go there, folks, Dr. John Witcher was on. Uh, he and Dr. Granger and uh, others were at the uh, forefront of all this. Uh, and this is why I kept telling you, folks, when the employers man or come to you with that, you start a dialogue with them on paper. Get them to state in black and white why they're asking you to do that. And if you had been doing that. You would be in line to be getting paid at some point here in the future because this stuff is unraveled. Yeah, because it's unraveled. What happened was, so many of those employees, we're talking about employees making good money, supporting their families, been there for decades, some of them. Mm-hmm. They quit. Yeah. They said, we're not taking this shot. Right. Because they wouldn't take religious exemptions down there. Right. And then uh, many of them took the shot. They said, I, I can't afford to lose my job. 
And then the CEO comes out and says, oh, we changed our mind. You don't have to have the shot. Well, it's too late now. Mm-hmm. I mean, people have quit. People have taken the shot. Uh, you know, so, I mean, we had there was one company we were working with in Mobile, um, the shipbuilding company over there. They walked like 500 people out the door mm-hmm. with a pink slip because they weren't going to give any exemptions. Yeah, they've done that here at the hospital. That's why I don't have any sympathy for these hospitals pleading uh, about their financial structure. When you guys are getting bonuses, you CEOs and administrators at the hospitals, when you're getting your bonuses as a result of forcing these people to take all these drugs and mandates and all this other stuff, uh, you are all giggles and grins. And now that you can't <laughs> provide the services and you're starting to close down operations and things, I don't want to hear it. I really don't. Yeah, and that, you know, <clears throat> I mean, I, I, we got cut, okay? Mm-hmm. Here we are working through COVID. All right, our volume, heroes, our vo- heroes, <laughs> our volume went down forty percent in the ER, mm-hmm. and that was nationwide. That wasn't just in Yazoo City. Okay, forty percent. <laughs> so they they cut employees. They cut uh, like our any of our little benefits like overtime or working holiday time. I mean, we we went back and forth, and we worked through all of that. Okay, and here we were being told uh, uh, that if we didn't get the shots, we could just take it home. We have Dr. Granger here in the studios with us. Doc, you got any comments? Um, yes. Um, I'm. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank okay. you for mm-hmm. yeah, appearing you. on your show to the, tonight. Good to have you. Um, but uh, I was just asked to appear on the show to show support for Dr. John Witcher. And mm-hmm. as he said earlier, um, we met uh, in the fall of 2021. I had actually reached out to American Frontline Doctors. I had a clinical question. And toward the end of the conversation on the phone with one of the doctors in Texas, I just said, oh, oh, by the way, uh, could you help me out with something? Uh, uh, Is there any other doctor in the Jackson area, Jackson, Mississippi area, that thinks like I do? Mm -hmm. Because I'm having trouble managing my patients. I'm convincing a patient not to get this COVID injection. I I won't say vaccination. Hmm. And they will go to their cardiologists or pulmonologists or oncologists, and they will convince them to get it. You've got heart disease. Uh, You need to go ahead and get this shot. You've got asthma or some pulmonary fibrosis lung condition. You need to get this shot. Or you've got cancer. You've got to get, you need to get this shot. They come back. They've had the shot. So it was really, really frustrating to me. I reached out to frontline doctors and uh, right at the end of the conversation, they said, well, yeah, do you know a Dr. John Wichter? And I said, no. Uh, so we exchanged numbers. Mm. And um, within 24 hours, uh, uh, John had reached out to me. And within a short while after that, he was asking me, did I want to appear on a billboard? So it's been just a wonderful, uh, wonderful journey with Dr. Witcher as well as his uh, wife, Brooke. Uh, the thing that I like about John and Brooke, they are tremendously committed. They're dedicated. They operate in great compassion for the state, for their country, for, mm-hmm. the, for the people, for their patients. You can see the God sort of love in, in him, the sacrifices mm-hmm. he's made. Right. Um, yeah, he's from, he's from Rankin County, but I don't think anyone can cons- call him a racist or anything like that. He, mm-hmm. he loves everybody. Right. I had a patient of mine I hadn't seen in about a year and a half. Uh, and this gentleman had a bad case of COVID. I mean, he was really critically ill. He was hypoxic, mm-hmm. or he had a low oxygen, and just really, really ill. And somehow or another, uh, he presented uh, uh, he he presented to the home of Doctor Doctor Witcher, and uh, they actually took care of him in 
in their home wow. for five to seven days. I, I don't know mm-hmm. how many days, right. but it was very successful. He's doing super great. His wife, who's a patient of mine, is, is so so grateful that mm-hmm. they didn't go to the hospital and so forth. And Dr. John, he's been doing things like that. There was a case in uh, Missouri mm-hmm. in which he traveled up to Missouri, uh, secured a lady out of the hospital, placed her in a hotel, and treated her. Mm. And and I, I've seen him do these things on so many fronts. These are just things that you don't just yeah. It's not well, you just don't do. It's just great compassion, just a commitment to do the right thing, and and a conviction. And a, and, a, and a don't say no, I can't do it. Find a way to do it and get it done. And that's what I like about Dr. Witcher. And I just think he would be an awesome governor because he has all the qualities I'm looking for in a good leader. Good policies, that's right. right. A, he has all the heart. qualities I'm looking for in a good leader. And topping it off, he's God-fearing and he has common sense, which we know is not very common these days. <laughs> that's right. And so, uh, so right. that's why I'm supporting him. All right. We're talking with Dr. John Witcher, candidate for can, uh, for governor on the Republican primary, and also Dr. Wesley Granger. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back, and it is Thursday. Dr. John Witcher's in the studios, along with Dr. Wesley Granger, names that you've heard uh, here in the central Mississippi area. But before we get back to them, I want to tell you, now you heard of the Mayo Health Clinic there in Minnesota. Well, we have the Mayo Auto Clinic. That will keep your car in top condition. That's right. Located in Raymond, <coughs> Mississippi. It'll be on Highway 18. And uh, folks, they open at 7 a.m. And you can go to MayoAutoClinicMS.com and schedule your appointment there and contact them. Folks, when it comes to troubleshooting, uh, they're the best in the business. And particularly anything dealing with a diesel engine, they can take care of, folks. So troubleshooting is what they do business uh, do best, rather. And, of course, uh, their integrity is what they've earned their reputation on. So check them out today. MayoAutoClinicMS.com. All right, folks, with no further ado, we're back to Dr. John Witcher. He's candidate for uh, governor in the GOP primary. And uh, what are some of the things that that you want to do? What is the first thing you want to do? Well, you know, the first thing we want to do, it's about, uh, you know, we feel like our freedoms have been taken away Absolutely. over the last three years. <clears throat> and we've got to restore freedom. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, now, COVID may be over possibly it's getting lighter but you know we don't we believe that they're not done okay now who they are who knows but we 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 believe there could be another emergency coming down the the pipeline any any day and we we want to be ready that and have a way to push back okay now governor tate reeves i voted for him and i campaigned for him he was my neighbor when he's lieutenant governor but he has not been able to push back against what I call the socialist doctors in our state. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, these are doctors that um, align themselves with the AMA, the American Medical Association. They're 100% pushing a woke agenda. And pretty soon, if you're not a liberal doctor, you won't be able, a liberal student, you won't be able to get into medical school. Wow. That, that's how serious. I mean, you know, if you're a conservative Christian doctor, uh, you know, you're going to be silenced right here in Mississippi. Hmm. Uh, you know, they feel like that is, um, you know, it's, it's being too, um, uh, you know, you, you're, you need to separate your personal life and being a doctor. But yet, if you're, you know, 
a transgender uh, <laughs> person, yeah. then you 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 can uh, you can announce that from the rooftop. Matter of fact, the more the better. Right. And so um, so that's a concern. We we want to make sure that uh, you know we're going to push back against. Uh, you know, we want to do what Florida's doing. To be honest with you, we want to investigate the pharmaceutical industry mm-hmm. for fraudulent advertisement. Right. They I advertise agree. these mRNA vaccines as safe and effective. Mm-hmm. And they knew better, okay? Pfizer in particular, they they wanted 75 years before they were going to let their their data come out. Right. Okay? And so but that came out in the in in early 22. And so we knew, we knew what Pfizer was up to mm-hmm. from their I mean people died and and suffered uh taking these vaccines right and so um you know and that's what tate reeves has put a pfizer employee on the board of health overseeing our public health department mm-hmm. and a lot of mississippians including myself i mean we want answers to that why why would you do that right right and uh so you know these are the things we're looking at of course we want to make sure doctors like myself <coughs> and, and many doctors around mississippi that spoke out and they were silenced. Okay, mm-hmm. we have a doctor on our board, Dr. Robert Corcoran from Greenville, Mississippi, yeah, and uh, he's recently come on our board with us. But he is—he's uh, right now he's treated up to ten thousand over ten thousand COVID patients with early intervention multi-drug therapies, including ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine. From day one, he twice tr- approached these—I'm going to call them socialist doctors in, mm-hmm. in Mississippi. Right in, in our state, in Jackson, our public health department. Right. And, and they, they squashed his information. He had it in scientific form, and they, they didn't want it to get out. I okay? saw the emails on that correspondence stream. Uh, folks, fraud has been perpetrated upon the people of Mississippi by, and these are the people who are now asking for us to give them, make, ensure that they get their job, uh, 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 get reelected to their jobs when they were putting us out of our jobs because they were getting bonuses or whatever aggrandizement. But they were, and that's one of the things I want you to do, Dr. Witcher, in your campaign. If you ever have a debate with uh, Tate Reed, ask him to release his tax returns and anybody who had a decision-making position as it relates to the mandates and the orders that affected our lives. We, we need to see your tax returns because you say you did this thing out the goodness of your heart, then you, you should have no problems producing them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that. You know, this whole essential business versus non-essential business, I mean, you know, my wife is a real estate agent, and uh, she's always been a business person all of her life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've been a doctor, but I'm also a businessman. Uh, you know, I've, I've owned and operated healthcare companies over the years. Uh, I currently have, uh, you know, my wife and I, we, we, are, we have real estate investment properties and, and whatnot. And so, you know, uh, this whole non-essential thing, any business that uh, every business is essential. If right. you're if you're if you're taking care of your family, then then you need your job. And there's been many businesses that were closed down during COVID. They didn't come back. That's right. Okay, there's a movie theater right there in my neighborhood in Flowood. It's shut down. Okay, this is unacceptable. Uh, we 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 should have never closed these businesses. And 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 we we've got it. You know. This our God-given rights of freedom were taken away throughout COVID, and we can never let that happen again. Well, they were awful cavalier about people's uh, uh, ability to take care of themselves, uh, and I hope you, as governor, would, would would put a kibosh on that. Doctor Granger, did you have any comment? Yes, I do. Uh, I, 
That's another thing that attracted me to Dr. John Witcher's campaign is this motto, uh, this theme of one Mississippi, indivisible liberty and justice for all. And I think this freedom theme, it, 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 it covers more than just COVID. It covers freedom to grow your business, to start a business, to make the business climate in Mississippi as, as attractive as possible so that you can have the freedom to start a business. The freedom for parents to choose a, a, a school that's suitable for their children versus being enslaved in a, in a failing school district and a failing school. And it just, it just covers so many other areas, but it's basically freedom and the liberty to, to live life and to pursue life and so forth and to create a business climate here in Mississippi where, where the, the mother can look at her son and say, you have the freedom to stay here in Mississippi. Right. You don't have to go to Dallas or Atlanta. You can if you want to, if you want to be in a large urban area and see NBA games. But we have plenty of well-paying jobs here in Mississippi thanks to a favorable business climate. Mm-hmm. So it involves so many other things, but it boils down to, to our God-given freedoms and just, just, just taking off the chains that restrict us as a people, our businesses, and so forth. Awesome. Folks, we're talking with Dr. John Witcher and Dr. Wesley Granger. We're going to take a quick break. Our number is 601-879-0002. Coming to you live from the Complete Exteriors MS.com hotline. We'll be right back. We're back, and it is Thursday. In the studios with us, two doctors. we got Dr. John Witcher and Dr. Wesley Granger. Now, Dr. Witcher is the one who's running uh, in the Republican primary for governor. He is telling us that uh, we will not be losing our freedoms under his administration. If, uh, uh, God forbid, another virus that uh, what the, probably Chinese were spraying over us with this balloon. They were flying over the country, zigzagging across here, and Joe Biden was smoking dope or whatever he was doing up there. But anyway, Dr. Witcher, uh, now, a lot of people say, well, how do you go from being a doctor to the governor? Yeah, that's a good question, Kim. You know, I, I've always been a conservative all my life. I mean, I grew up. My my father was a school teacher, elementary education school teacher. My mother was a homemaker. So we grew up in a 900-square-foot house down on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, me and my, my older sister and younger brother. And, you know, it was a – my parents were, were Democrats, you know, being in the union. And right. I was – I had a – you know, I didn't know what a Republican was really or what the difference was. But as a, you know, a young person, I was like, well, I, you know, I want a, I want a business. Hmm. I want to I, – I don't want to – you know, just a job. I want. I want to own something, and so you know, I had I had that uh, entrepreneurial or free enterprise spirit from early on, and so um, you know, of course, when I realized my first job was in a shrimp factory on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, mm. and uh, you know, before you, I think I was probably fourteen, and uh, you know, I, I was able to save up enough money probably the second year and bought me my first car, 1972 Nova, paid $500 cash for it. Of course, my dad said, you don't need that car. You, how are you going to pay for gas money? You know, I, I didn't know. It had a 350 quadrajet four-barrel with a, you know, it, it was a hot they wrote ride. a country music song about that. Well, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so yeah, my dad was right. You know, it, it got about about five miles to the gallon when I pu- pushed <laughs> that, 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 that gas pedal all the way in. But, and, uh but, you know, this is the life I grew up in, and so I've always been very conservative. When I grew up, my, my father was a lay minister as well. He was, uh, he was from Tupelo, and he, uh, he, he was ordained as a Baptist minister at the age of 17. 
And so that that's what I, every time the doors were open, uh, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, we were at church. And so that's just the way I was raised. And, uh, I didn't, I didn't always follow the rules, but, uh, you know, and I probably had a little bit of chip on my shoulder. You know, my dad was, uh, he got hit by a car when he was five. Mm. And so he was paralyzed on the left side and, uh, he, he always walked with a limp and, uh, but you know, he was a fighter. Right. He, 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 he he got a, He loved sports, all kind of sports. He never could play, but he refereed, umpired. He did all that. I can remember as a small child sitting up in the stands in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi, watching him referee a football game, a high school football game, running down the field, limping, mm. running. Of course, he's he's in his. I guess he must have been in his mid thirties at that point. He he's still pretty strong. But in the the guy throws the football. He's he's running alongside the the receiver. And he's running. I'm, I'm watching the football, and hits him square in the forehead, and lays him out. <laughs> the whole stands, yeah, ooh. And I, I watched my. He got up. He's bleeding a little bit. He wiped it off. Got back back in the game. Got a standing ovation from the crowd. That was my dad. That was Henry. Right, right. And he was right. a fighter, and nothing could hold him down. Right. And so that that he was that that's kind of, you know that's I grew up with him. Yeah. yeah. And my mother, she was born in 1937, weighing under three pounds. Mm. So um, she wasn't expected to make it, but she did. Mm. And so she's legally blind from, from birth, uh, has a little bit of uh, cerebral palsy. Of course, now she's, she's 84 years old now. Mm. So, you know, her physical, uh, her discoordination that you could mm. tell when she was younger, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can't tell now. She's, you know, she's, right. she just looks like she's older. But her brain's very, very sharp, very well-read uh, woman. She mm. always read a whole lot. And so... Even though she's legally blind, mm. but you know my mother, she, her famous saying was all just get up and try it again. There you just go. Just get up and try it again. And uh, to this day, when I, I asked my mom, I said, "Mama, I'm thinking about running for governor. I'm praying about it." She said, "Well, you'll make a good one." There you go. That's so, a mama's love. That's, there. That's my mother. Well, let me ask you: What can you tell the people out there? What is your message to the people out there who got fired, who got done wrong? Because you know people didn't. Uh, somebody just sent me a text. People didn't die from COVID; they were murdered. So, how do you address? What are your plans to to try to make this right? You're gonna do what they did down in Florida, commission uh, an investigation, or what? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna investigate uh, the pharmaceutical industry for fraudulent advertisement. They advertise these mRNA vaccines as safe and effective when they knew they were not. They lied. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's false advertisement, and they can be <clears throat> held liable for that. So that's number one. Number two, we want autopsies on all these people dying suddenly. Mm-hmm. Well, what's up with that? Okay, we are doctors, and, and we feel that uh, these patients need to be ha- if they've been vaccinated recently, they need to have autopsies. Right. And uh, and furthermore, all these people that lost their jobs, I don't care if it's at at Ingalls or at the hospitals or anywhere or military. That's another. That's a big group we've mm-hmm. been helping too. Mm-hmm. They need to get their jobs back reinstated with back pay. That's right. As far as I'm concerned. That's right. Folks, we're talking with Dr. John Witcher. John, we didn't, uh, Dr. John, we didn't ask you uh, about your web presence, social media, and all that. Yeah, so we've, uh, you know, I'm new to politics, so I'm, I'm trying to figure all this out. But we have, uh, we've uh, hired a, a campaign director and hired a treasurer this week. And, uh, you know, there's, it's very, you, you have to, a lot of paperwork to fill out with the Secretary of State and keep, keep filed on that. And so, uh, we're moving along. We're working on getting our website up and getting a donation uh, button there and everything. And uh, 
you know, putting out on social media. We, we've got a web uh, Facebook page, Witcher for Governor, and and uh, but we're we're moving along. You know, we we don't have the millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars that Tate Reeves has. Okay, mm-hmm. and I mean, you can go to the Secretary of State, go under campaign um, finance, hit hit the button and hit Tate Reeves, and you can see how much he's got in the bank. It's mm-hmm. it's a lot. Right, and so we're in an uphill battle because look, it takes money to run these campaigns. You got to advertise, you got to get out there on the internet, you've got to <clears throat> do a lot of lot of pushing. I mean, TV commercials. I mean, we don't have the money to do that at this point. We we just don't. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, radio, we're here. You know, the other thing is um, is direct mail that costs a lot of money. So we we we're going to use our money wisely. And we're going to start this out, but uh, it's going to heat up. But we do need some, we need prayers first and foremost because because this is a, this is the we look at this as a battle between it's a spiritual battle between good and evil. Amen. And so we need I prayers one hundred percent, and uh, and we need support. Of course, I need everybody's vote, but uh, but uh, any way you can support us, we, I'm going to be crisscross. I'm doing this full time, mm-hmm. so I mean this is a full time job until August eighth is when the primary is. And so, um, so I, I'm going to be crisscrossing the state, speaking. If, if you got a group you want me to speak to, let me know. You can go, find me at uh, witcherforgovernor at gmail dot com. You can send there, and I'll, you know, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm, I want to talk to any and everybody. It's about education. That's right. Okay, that running for politics, you know, that's that's what the Constitution says. That's what the founding fathers wanted to do. It's about educating people. We have to get educated on, on what the government does. And I don't believe in separation of church and state. I believe, yeah, I believe the, the Constitution meant to, uh, the, the state's supposed to stay out of the church and can't tell the church what to do. But the church has got to stay in the state. That's right. We've got to have Christian folks that get in there and run. Because if we don't, we'll be in the shape we're in right now. We'll, the, the evilness and the devil will be running this place. And we, we, we got to run the devil out of Mississippi. We've got to stand. Talk, we're talking with Dr. John Witcher, and uh, what we're going to do, we're going to take a break here. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have the uh, final comments from Dr. Witcher, and uh, we just want to encourage you folks to get involved. Doc, uh, Governor Tate Reeves, uh, I like John, voted for Tate. I'm not against Tate, but I can't have Tate being against me. I'm not going to surrender what is important to me to him so he can have his political position. Tate needs to come back and give us an after-action report of his whole COVID mandate era, tell tell us what, what what went right, what went wrong. You ought people lost their lives. You don't just get to walk away and say, "Just give me four more years." Yeah, that was in the last administration. No, 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 no. You need to tell us because some people have been harmed. Now you said you wanted to do the right thing. This is all part of it. What we're gonna do is take a break. Six zero one eight seven nine zero 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 two. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back, and it is Thursday. Dr. Uh, John Witcher in the studios with us, along with Dr. Wesley Granger. Many of you guys know both of these physicians. And uh, I also want to remind you, State Farm agent extraordinaire John Dorsa stands at the ready to help you with all your renters, homeowners, or auto insurance. If you want a quote, call 601-790-2600. He's located in Ridgeland, right next to the McDonald's on Highway 51 North. John Dorsa. By the way, he's my agent. I trust him implicitly, and you will too. All right, folks, back to our today's show. We got Dr. John, Dr. John Witcher, and you guys got, we got about uh, about another six minutes. You guys want to chop it up how you, however you want it to give your swan song. And Kim, do I have time to read this verse or two? Sure. Okay, okay. Um, well, Kim, as I was uh, telling you all earlier, um, 
I awakened this morning and toward the end of my devotional, I had this strong impression to read out the book of Esther, chapter Mm 4. And just a little bit of background, I'll just read two verses, and hopefully I won't take too long. But this is dealing with uh, the, the Jews, they were under captivity. They were slaves under Persia. The king was King Xerxes, Mm -hmm. and one of his chief princes was Haman. And so one of the uh, Jewish leaders, Mordecai, he had adopted uh, Esther. And so Haman was one of the chief advisors for King Xerxes, and Mm -hmm. people passed by him. They had to bow, Mm -hmm. but Mordecai didn't, and he resented that. And he concocted up a plot. Well, we're not going to get just him, just this one Jew. We're going to kill all the Jews. And he submitted uh, a document to King Xerxes of Persia, and he basically signed a decree that all the Jews would be killed on a certain day in the future. Esther was in the king's court. She was a queen. Right. She had an opportunity to do something or to do nothing. And so here I'm just going to read a, ver- a couple of verses and it's dealing with Mordecai trying to convince Esther, you've got to take action. Okay. So it is, um, it is verse 13. Then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther, Think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place, but thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knows whether thou art come to the kingdom such as a time as this. And the more I revelated on it, the more I realized, wow, this is similar to where we are today. We're, we're not a free people. We should be. But if you, can't, if you can't determine what goes in your body, you're not free. You're, you're right. in bondage. Uh, we're under this central banking system of heavy taxation, uh, debt and so forth. It's it's designed to keep us from really thriving the way the Heavenly Father has designed us to, to live That's in true. life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So we're in slavery. We just don't know it because they programmed us, and we we were born thinking this way. We're born thinking, well, we can't go to our children can't go to school unless they're vaccinated. And all these other little rules yeah. that they placed on us. So Mordecai is basically saying something that we should take note. Uh, there are many people that think that they're safe. You know, in World War II, a lot of people didn't help the, the Jews. The trains would go by, and the Jews were screaming and crying. They just went in another room or pl- raised their televisions or whatever. They didn't help them. They felt, that's them. We're safe over here. And as it turns out in history, they weren't safe. They got around. Nobody's safe if you sit back and allow evil to flourish. That's right. And so it is, he says, for the, if you all together hold us your peace, then, then enlargement. Uh, basically their relief and deliverance is going to come from somewhere else. You see, we're in a war. We're in a war. Humanity is in a war for survival, Mm -hmm. and that's not being melodramatic. We're in a war for the human race. And so I believe that God, if he's not going to allow one, it's not going to depend on just one person. not going to depend on Trump. It's not going to depend on me or anyone else. He'll find someone else to do it. Uh, The stakes are just too high. And so that's where we are are today. And the thing to keep in mind is if you don't obey, mm-hmm. you're you're in trouble. Right. So uh, just just realize that and, and just jump in. Support, I encourage you to pray about and support this campaign. Uh, Dr. Witcher is quite a fighter, 
And in the process, just like Esther, you may realize your purpose and your destiny in the process. Dr. Witcher, we're getting people texting me wanting to know how they can contact you and help your campaign. Yeah, you can go to uh, witchersforgovernor.com is, is going to be the website. Uh, but uh, they can go to uh, witcherforgovernor at gmail.com and, and send uh, information there. Uh, we're also – now, this this has to do with – this is not my governorship, but – Well, tell them how to spell your name. Oh, W-I-T-C-H-E-R, okay. Witcher uh, for Governor. So uh, now Mississippi Against Mandates, that's the uh, organization we started uh, in the fall of 21. We're bringing Dr. Peter McCullough and a bunch of other doctors around, Dr. Wesley Granger, myself, uh, many other doctors you, you know, uh, know and right. love. Well, we're out of time. Okay. Uh, Dr. Witcher will be on my TV show this Sunday at 3 p.m. If you want to see him live, he'll be giving you some more information. If you want to call in, you can ask him that. That CWU-TV on YouTube. CWU-TV on YouTube. 3 p.m. on Friday, uh, excuse me, Sunday. I'll remind you tomorrow. <laughs>